Yes, 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 people. It is day nine of the Fantasia International Film Festival. And today we're going to take a look at two films. There were going to be some short but you know, time and all of that. But you get two films, people. So, a little bit of news before we jump in. And then let's get to it, alright? So, um, yeah, sit back, relax, and let's go! Well, this is pretty big news. British Colombian actor and musician Finn Wolfhard. He burst onto the world stage in the culture-shifting Netflix series Stranger Things. With subsequent performances in the It films, The Goldfinch, The Turning and The Addams Family, among others. And forthcoming roles in Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife and Guillermo del Toro and Mark Gustafson's recently announced Pinocchio. Wolfhard has solidified his standing as a major international talent. Now at the age of 17, he's completed his debut as a writer-director. The clever character-driven comedy short Night Shifts premiering in the Fantasia lineup this year to celebrate the launch of his move into storytelling, Fantasia will be presenting a live virtual artist talk with Finn Wolfhard in conversation with none other than Jay Brushenell. It takes place Saturday the 29th of August at 2pm EDT. Um, it's free of charge and accessible worldwide. So you do not require registration. It will be held exclusively on Fantasia's YouTube channel. The link will be in the episode descriptions. So people, if you um yeah, if you're fascinated by the talent of Finn Wolfhard. And you want an insight into his life? Well, this is your opportunity. So do not miss his conversation with Jay Brushenell, Saturday the 29th of August, 2pm. Okay, so people, if you've been enjoying the Fantasia International Film Festival, then this is probably of interest for you. So, in celebration of them showing Clapboard Jungle, the new documentary movie-making survival guide from Toronto's Justin McConnell, hailed by Exclaimer as a sharp and concerning look at the state of independent film. Fantasia will be presenting a special talk with the filmmaker in conversation with director Vincenzo Natalie. He directed The Cube, which, that's a great film, man, and In the Tall Grass. So, um, 
you know, this will be taking place on the 1st of September, so why not join, you know, because this is sure to be a fascinating discussion between two generations of independent Canadian genre film mavericks, it's free and accessible worldwide, so Go to the episode information and you will be able to find the link to register for the Zoom chat Or you'll be able to catch it on the Fantasia YouTube channel Okay, so uh, yeah, people, remember the 1st of September, it happens at 3pm EDT And it's free, what more can you want people, what more can you want, okay? Okay, so just checked out Alone This is the new film from director John Himes Actually it's the first film he's worked on in a while uh, of of late he's been doing a lot of TV stuff You know he's been um, He did a few episodes Well quite a few episodes actually Of Zed Nation He also was the executive producer And he directed some episodes of Black Summer The Netflix uh, zombie TV series Yeah so th- yeah this is like his first film Boy in a good chunk of time, right? Um, it was it was written by Matthias Olsen. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the producers are Jordan Foley, Mike Marci, Macquarie, Jonathan Rosenthal, Henrik J P Akerson. And it's starring Jules Wilcox, Mark Menchaka, and Anthony Held. Uh, the gist of the film is this. Set in the Pacific Northwest wilderness, the film follows recently, the recently widowed Jessica, who, fleeing the city in a desperate attempt to cope, is kidnapped and locked away in a mysterious man's cabin. Her escape from the clutches of his murderous captor lands her in the heart of the untamed wilderness with only her wits to rely on. Her survival as her pursuer closes in. So yeah. That's the film, people. Um, I believe it's an adaptation of a Scandinavian film. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure when the Scandinavian film came out. But, um, yeah, that's what I kind of stumbled upon. So, the film starts with yeah Jessica basically packing up a U-Haul truck to um, get out of town. Now, we don't know a lot of information, but it's clear something is up, right? So, she um, speaks to her dad, 
And we we understand that there is a fractured relationship there. She seems to get on with her dad, but has issues with her mum. And we don't really know why. So this this is kind of just surface level stuff that is kind of there, but we never really delve into. You know, um, we don't really know about. The um the husband for a good chunk of the film, I feel. You know, there's I think there's kind of alludes to, but it's not until you know stuff gets crazy that we find out. Now she's driving on the I don't know, I I guess it's the motorway. I, I'm I'm never quite sure what you know these different roads would be, but let's just say the motorway, the uh, U.S. equivalent of right, and she's she's behind a car. You know this uh, SUV type of vehicle. So yeah, she seems to be behind it. I don't know for a little while. She gets frustrated, and she decides to overtake. But then the driver, like, speeds up. So he's not letting her kind of, you know, across. Like, there's a big truck coming and it's hair-raising and she just makes it. So, yeah, she's not happy, you know, but it is what it is. Now, a bit later on, the driver pops up again. And um, the way he pops up is very creepy He gives her an explanation And he just lingers a while Lingers a while Right And she has another run-in with him That again, very suspect And it's not until the third, fourth time That then it gets crazy, right? So she's, you know, wakes up and she finds herself in his basement. And um yeah, it's not the best thing to, <laughs> to happen, right? Not the best thing to happen. But you know, it's just a terrible situation. I think this part of the film uh, like it's a bit uh, it's a bit difficult because, you know, she's in the basement, so they're making it all dark. But it is very hard to then see a lot of the stuff that takes place. So, she manages to get out, you know, which, hey, that's in the, you know what I mean, that's in the synopsis. So, I'm not giving anything away here. But she gets out, and yeah, she's in the middle of nowhere. Right, she doesn't know where she is And there's other things that kind of Make the whole situation a bit more difficult So, not only is she Like, running away from her pursuer But she's also in a fight against You know, the environment You know, that's really You know, another foe in this so yeah, it's this huge struggle And look, there are definitely po- You know, 
I think you know the fear is palpable when she's locked up in the basement. You do get the fear. You know that's all handled very well. You understand. You get that. Right, and when she's in the wilderness, you do get the sense of um, just, I guess, fear and like you know, the overwhelmment of the moment, you know, the uncertainty, like all of this. So, you get that, and I, I would say, like, yeah, it's. Shot pretty well outside, you know, when it's in the wilderness. Like, I did enjoy that part of the film because, yeah, the way it's shot, the way it's kind of covered, you know, the atmosphere that, like, sometimes a little bit of music makes. Like, you sometimes get some over overhead kind of drone shots that work. So, we have certain angles and things like that. That plays out very well, you know. That all plays out very well There is a few dark moments Which again are very hard to see But other than that Yeah that's good Now there are some Issues I had With this I think mainly Just It's Baffling really why she Doesn't Call the police At the beginning because she's definitely shook up by the interactions. Now, you'd say the first one, you know, that's fine. You'd let, you you know what I mean? Just leave that alone. Leave that alone. Because I think that's what they say, right? Sometimes it's best to stay behind a car. Because people, road rage and everything, you never know what people's reactions are going to be. So I, I guess you leave the first one. The second one is very odd, right? And when you watch the film, you'll see what I mean there. Now, the third one, that's... I I feel the third one is straight up, that's when you call the police, right? Because, you know, when you see that situation, you'll get it. Because that's just straight up. Messy Straight up messy You know so Yeah it that baffled me You know it, it really did Now there's one bit When she does call But it's all a bit I don't know It's a bit weird Because like she says Something But she then doesn't kind of Go into everything else and it's just like, well, why wouldn't you now? You're on the phone with them, you know? So I think that, that's all a bit weird, right? Now, there's a bit when she's captured, which, like, I I never get it in these films because, like, look, you're capturing someone for a reason. You're capturing for a reason. And look, don't get me wrong when I say this, because... I do not want to watch a rape, right? It's the last thing I, I want to watch. I want to watch that. But, right? But, when someone has taken, gone to all that effort to do that thing, 
they're not just gonna leave you know the this like these women just in their basements and things like that without doing anything right there's there's a bit when overtures are made but then it's just left and you're just like but why I, I don't know it makes no sense for him just to leave it why would he leave it right he's a creep you know what I mean this is the thing he's a creep right when he starts just talking about you know what I mean it's just like he's a creepy motherfucker so why wouldn't he yeah, do certain things, right, the fact that she wakes up with her clothes on, you know, I, it, 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 it's just, you know, if you're trying to sell someone as being this thing, they've got to be this thing, you know, we can't have them, like, acting reasonable, because they're not reasonable people, like a kidnap isn't a reasonable act, you know what I mean? So we have that. I I also kind of feel that I I don't know. There there's things like with her. She's she's trying to hide, but she's making so much noise, like so much noise. It's kind of crazy. You see, you know, you're just like, but what, why you make it, why would you be making that much noise? You know, you're like, in this fight for your life, it, it doesn't make any sense here, you know, it's weird. Also, this, like, this is one thing that really I've wondered about, right? Smell. You know, there's a few instances in the film where... I kind of feel smell would be a big giveaway, like a big giveaway, when you think about everything that's happened, there's gonna be a funk, there's gonna be, like, even if it's not, uh, like, a terrible funk, like, just, because I think, look, when you're in your house or just some an environment that you know, when suddenly a foreign smell enters that, it's very noticeable because you know what everything should be like. So this new smell, it, like it doesn't even have to be a foul smell, right? Just, you know, suddenly you smell eucalyptus and you're like, wait, hold... Why the fuck am I smelling eucalyptus? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a, there was a few incidences. Incidences. Yeah, no, I'm saying it right. I'm questioning myself. Crazy. But yes, there's a few of these where you kind of feel, hold on. How is that? Like, how would that not be? How would that not be a thing? Uh, you know, there's also a bit towards the end with the car, right? And you just think, well, there's like there's, there's gonna be marks. There's gonna be giveaway things here. Like, how would you not? How would there not be considering where things would be? Like, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And my final big thing, what well, two big things, right? 
So she she has an injury. Okay, you know, trying not to give much away. I don't feel really, really that does. But she has an injury, right? Now, things happen to him. But for some reason, he, 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 he doesn't seem to show, right? Also, when you get hit in the head, <laughs> listen, you get hit in the head, it's very disorientating, Right, it's very disorientating, and that can be with a just with a fist. Yo, if you slap someone in the right place, your equilibrium is gone. And uh, yeah, things happen where you know this should be the case, but it's not. And you, you, it's kind of like, wait, huh, like. That that person should be, hmm. Yes. So they are my. They're the things of the film that did bug me a bit. You know what I mean? That I'm watching. I'm just like, what about that though? You know, how about this? So yeah, that bugs me. But you know, as I said, look, I do feel that. They did play the tension well. You do get a feel in a lot of these interactions how weird, how tense, you know, the anxiety of Jessica. We do get that. We do see that. So I thought that was very good. You know? So, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's an interesting film. Yo, it's an interesting film. I feel that it's okay, right? I think with a few things, it could have possibly been great. But yeah, there's just these certain aspects that do, for me, it impacted it, right? Which was a bit of a shame, you know? But as I said, look, it is played well, right, you do get this sense of terror and doom and crazy, so I think that's what you want, right, there's definitely a thing that you want in a, a, in a film like this, so that was cool, that was good, you know, I would say, um, Gosh, what what would be something kind of similar to this? Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's not quite up there with a gun girl type of thing. But, you know what I mean? It's, it's trying to play on that, right? It's trying to play on that thriller. That, you know, just that fear aspect of things. You know, so if you're a fan of that type of film, though, this is, um, this is definitely something that, yeah, could be all you, right? That, you know what I mean? You, you could be down with, um, with this type of film, you know? You know, thinking about it, a film that does kind of play like this would be, um, the Federico de Alessandra um, directed film 
Tao. T-A-U. Yeah. I believe it's on Netflix right now. But. Yes. I kind of think that's. Kind of. Similar to this. You know. Tone wise. So if you enjoyed that. Yeah. I think. um, I think Alone could be the film for you. Okay. So. um, Yeah. If I, I'm not quite sure if it's screening anymore at Fantasia, but if it is, people go check it out. You know what I mean? All right, cool. Okay, so the Block Island Sound is the new film from Kevin and Matthew McManus. Um, Matthew. Is credited with writing it. The film stars Neville Archibald, Willie C. Carpenter, Jim Cummings, Jeremy Holm, Matilda Lawler, Michaela McManus, who I don't believe is a relation, Tricia McManus, <laughs> Heidi uh, Nadermeyer, and Chris Sheffield. Uh, Kevin and Matthew, they produced alongside Ashley Schned, Andrew Van Den Houston. The cinematography is Alan Gwidwoski. Um, yes, yeah, sound Sean Duffy and composer Paul Koosh. So... Yeah, the gist of the film, it's um whew, it's a lot, people. It really is a lot. So something terrifying is happening off the coast of Block Island. A strange force is thriving, influencing residents and wildlife alike. Birds are dropping out the sky. Some people have been dropping too into an inexplicable emotional collapse. Harry Lynch, um, played by Sheffield, has always been a bit of an outsider in town. Now he watches in dread as his father, Archibald, grows increasingly forgetful and confused and angry, very, very angry. His sister, Aubrey, played by uh, Michaela McManus, whose work in marine biology will soon prove invaluable, returns to town with her daughter and immediately sees what Harry sees. Her explorations into the increasingly grisly wildlife phenomena intersects with the triggers of her father's actions, leading them all towards chilling revelations that no one is prepared for. Revelations that will affect the family in unimaginable ways. This film is crazy. It is in it's insane. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way, right? It's just hard to put your finger on anything. Like, we see the film... um, Well, we see it 
a, a little out of sequence, right? The opening thing that we get is, um, you know, the dad on a boat, right? We have him on a boat kind of waking up disorientated and not really knowing what's going on. Now, this is, this kind of actually happens, I think, about halfway through the film, right, so we get this, and we're kind of off kilter, right, because we see that something weird has happened, you look at everything on the boat, and you see something weird has happened, but it's hard to kind of know, Right, the son, Harry, he's acting very defensive. Very defensive. Like, he, you know, he, he's trying to help his dad, but then if anyone says anything, he's like, no, everything is fine. So he's kind of got his head in the sand, as it were. You know, his sister's come back to town with her kid. And the way we're kind of introduced to that, like, she's at work and she's told, oh, you have to do this. She doesn't really want to go, right? And she doesn't want to bring her kid. But she seems forced into it by a boss. So she goes, right? So we know that, yeah, tensions are high here, right? This isn't a, you know, (laughs) a, a normal family dynamic, as it were. If, you know, what the hell can you say is normal these days, right? But we we get the vibe that there is a lot happening. But what is it? Like, Harry, there's a point, he's, he's out with his friends, right? I think that's early on. And one of his friends is an Alex Jones type. <laughs> or you could say Eddie Bravo, if you get the reference, people. Um, but yeah, he's into conspiracies and all of this, and he um, he's always bringing things up, right? Always, and like when you first meet him, you think, who like this crackpot man? But as the film goes on, you're just a bit like, I maybe he's onto something, right? Like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Is there some weird shit going on? This is odd. And so that's the thing. The film throws you off balance at every friggin' turn. Right? Because you're kind of watching and you're thinking, oh, you know what? That person's kind of out of line. Like, what they're, they're a bit mean on what they're saying. It doesn't really... But then you're just a bit like, actually, it might be right. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm siding with this character now. Yeah, I think they're... And then you're like, nope, no, 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 I'm back over here. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to... Because you can see this weird thing, right? Like, people uh, complaining the way of Harry's actions. But... Yeah, do feel sometimes they're justified. Like at his, um, at a funeral, let's say, um, someone says something to him that's not nice, right? He just loses it, which was partly due to this odd thing 
but partly as well because it just wasn't nice. And the reaction was, it's all his fault. When, you know, you kind of feel it was justified. Or that just might be my crazy ass. I don't know. But that that's the kind of thing. You're watching it and you're like, oh, what? Like, the actions. Because at first, some of them, you can go, this is because of this. Right? We can line things up and go, okay, that's obviously, obviously because, yeah, that fits with... But then certain things are just completely out of whack. Completely out of whack. And you're just like, what is going on? And it's not until halfway, probably about halfway through the film, that then it gets freakier. Harry is having visions on top of all this other stuff. Right, which you kind of feel with him, right? He's okay until he goes diving, right? There's something happens when he goes diving, which is very weird. But no one seems to kind of, you know, touch on that. He doesn't even touch on that, even when there is a vision that really does play into it. You know, so yeah, it's, it's just all these different weird things, and on top of this, right, on top of all the weirdness, you've got this atmospheric soundscape happening. The oh my god, <laughs> you know, like people talk about, you know, the the the, the sound in films like um, Inception. Right, and, and gravity, and you know, interstellar. But the sound in this, hey, I'd say that's equally as powerful, you know, equally as strong and compelling, and really does help to sell everything that's going down. It, it, it does, people, trust me, when you watch this film. You, you know what I mean? Don't, don't watch it on a shitty TV with a bad sound system, right? This is definitely something that probably does benefit from seeing on the big screen. I'd, I'd say, look, it's, I watched it at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, I've, I've watched it online. But, yeah, I can imagine... Because it hit, like the way it hits you just on the computer, imagine what that's like on a big fucking screen, right? With Dolby sound and everything like that. God damn it. Like these, like the film is, the film is crazy, right? But you need a strong ass cast to pull this off. Because this isn't like just about big explosions and you know crazy effects no this is a character driven piece we have to believe in this downward spiral of um yeah of the dad of harry we've got to see that 
We've got to see this unraveling. We, we you know, we've got to see, um, you know, the, the, the sister just worried. You know, Audrey just worried about what's going on. Like, angry but confused. And everyone delivers on this shit. Everyone delivers on this. Like, Aubrey's daughter... Um, I can't think of the, the little girl that plays her. But she is very good. You know what I mean? She really does play a part real well. Yeah, you've you got to give it up for, you know, give it up for her. Because, yeah, she kills it. Oh, I think it's um, Matilda Lawler. Yeah, she does a very good job. Because she's got to sell so much here as well. You know? And she really does. Really does. But, yeah, it's just really difficult to just, you know, because the film is it's saying, right, it's being told, sold as a thriller. But there's just a lot more to it than that. Right, there's it's this psychological uh, kind of roadmap, really, to I think the the human condition, the human like you know, there's paranoia involved, you know, fear, right, just this herd mentality. But like this is it's very poignant because. You know, Audrey is with her daughter and because she's got a frog, right? She trapped a frog. She went out with Harry and they caught frogs in the marshes. And Audrey finds it in a bag and she's like, what is this? And he says, you can't keep a frog. And she's just like, well, you do that. That's your job. You, you You take things out of the water. And Audrey is just like, well, yes, but we we take a few brave fish out, you know, who teach us and we can learn from them. And it's this sacrifice that helps us, you know, and in helping us, we're able to help them. Right, so she gives the daughter this big speech about, you know, the work she does and why it's important. And, you know, there there has to be a few sacrifices. Now, this same speech, right, they, they, they play that same audio at the end of the film. And God damn it. God damn it. You're just like... Oh, god damn. Whoa. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Whoa. You know? And, and it, and it, because it just fits perfectly, right? This whole big experiment that is going on under everyone's noses. Right, this crazy thing that's happening. 
yeah, you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, this, this is bad, this is... But then, you know, if you play it by what she said, she, you know, they've just taken some brave souls. Just taking some brave souls. So then they can help the greater. You know, and you're just like, oh, shit. Yes, yeah, so like, it's easy to justify things on that level, right? And, and that's really kind of hammered home to you with that point. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, whoa. Also, the, the, the film is kind of left open. It's kind of left open at the end. You know, because the, we, we get the one, you know, we have one thing, one bit of closure, and it's like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. And then we see something else, and it's just like, hmm, okay. But, I, but you know, and there's still then the question of something else, right? So it's just like, what, what, like, what happened? Like, huh? What? <laughs> and, and then from there, right? Then from there. You kind of think, okay, so will they have answers? Can they fix this? What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yo, it, it, it's insane. Right, but it is a... Um, man, so the, the film is really, if you think about it, it's a bit like a puzzle. Right, it's a bit like a puzzle, but one of those real fucking crazy puzzles. You know the ones that is a kind of all the same color. You know what I mean, or or it's just that say a big flower, but uh, all the pieces there's changes in the gradient, but it's real hard. Is it like there's a lot of thought that, you know, has to come into play for you to put this together. Because that's this film. You know, the pieces are, are you know, drip fed to you. So you're watching it and, as I said, look, you, you think it's going in one direction. Then you think it's going somewhere else. And it's as the film unravels... You're getting more information, more data, and you're able to see a bit more, right? And, and that's the beauty of this film. It's the beauty of this film, man. Like, do, you know, they just play these things, and it's freaky and it's crazy. And there's often, like, there could be a few different reasons for this. You know, is it just someone's crazy? Is it someone's drunk? Like, is it sleep paralysis? Is it sleepwalking? Like, what? what is it? What is it? You know, it, it, it's just like, when you first have Harry and he's having these visions, let's say, right, you kind of assume that it's... um. Oh, uh, gosh. 
I can't think of the word, but you know, when you're missing someone and you know, kind of the, like delusions, maybe, right? So you think, is it is it that? But then as it's kind of going, it's just like, oh shit, is this a message? Is this a message? And especially after Audrey's, you know, her little sojourn, where she, you know, I, I as that conversation is happening and then we're kind of flipping back to Harry and we're seeing and you're just like oh my oh fuck yes yeah all makes fucking sense now it all makes it like those weren't just random not like yeah that he's getting told whoa what come on it's Oh, Matt, people, you need to see this film. God damn, you need to see this film. It is definitely one of the big highlights of the festival so far. Um, I think it's showing again on the 1st of September. So, people, go, you know, get your tickets, all of that. You need to check out the Block Island sound. You really do. You know, like so many people that worked on this film just helped it become this thing. Right? Because, look, I don't think it can be this if there's a weak link. Right? Everyone needs to be on point and everyone really is. So, yeah, go see this film. <laughs> it's it's one of those things I feel that's gonna sit with you for a while, right? You you're gonna be unpicking and like nitpicking at everything for a good goddamn while. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, like this. You're. This could have a sequel, to be honest. There's so much. There's so much here that you could expand on. Like, fair in a way, I hope there isn't. But, yeah, there definitely could be. Definitely could be. Man. So, yeah, do your thing. And, um, you know what? I might go and uh, check out some Cobra Kai on Netflix after this. You know what I mean? Just, uh, yeah. Stick with this these McManus brothers because, whoo, they're, they're, yeah, they're on fire, man. American Vandal, you know, Funeral Kings, Slumlord. Yeah, they just churn out quality shit. So, um, yeah, do it. Do it, and I, I have to say, a, a big, because I stumbled on Jim Cummings in, you know, from Thunder Road last year at the London Film Festival, and again, another great performance from him, another great performance from him, but um, yeah, every, everyone did an awesome job, people, the Block Island Sound. Okay, people, so yeah, 
that's us for another episode um yeah we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> you know what i mean we will be back tomorrow um i'm not quite i think we've got a couple of films again i believe that's the case um i need to look at the schedule people it's it's been a long busy week but um yeah look out for tomorrow's episode and go back go back and check out the others and remember there's the original echo chamber episode that dropped this week as well um where we look at some you know other films that are outside the festival so go check that out people if you're into mma there's one of you check out chin check check out echoes from the goddamn void as well have some fun all right people until tomorrow peace